Welcome to the Staggering Stories Advice Line. We value your call. Press 1 for El Presidente's advice on world domination. Press 2 for information on real Keith's knees. Press 3 for Nanny Island's advice on intimate and embarrassing questions that she will share with her cronies down the church fellowship. For all other inquiries, please hold for one of our trained operatives. Willkommen and welcome to Staggering Stories Podcast number 49. I'm Crumbly. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. I am Keith of Realness. And I'm Jean, back from the world of work. <laughs> Not from the dead. <laughs> Not from the dead. Well, it feels like it sometimes, but... <laughs> and without further ado, it's time to quail before the might of El Presidente with the news... news. We finally have an air date for Children of Earth in the UK, which is the 6th (laughs) of July, and will run every weeknight, that being a Monday, until the 10th of July, probably at 9 o'clock, though it hasn't been confirmed for certain. It shows how much we have the finger on the pulse, you see. Instant news. It is going to be on BBC One, though, apparently. Good point. (laughs) According to John Barrowman in an yes. interview I saw the other day. Yes. yes. Definitely it is BBC One, which is obviously a bit of a step up. Right. Mm. Oh, yes. Are they going for season four, are they going to create the channel BBC Zero so they can just promote up to there? Oh, maybe. Because it's gone three, two, one, hasn't it? That's deep in. used to be a programme like that. <laughs> yes, I know. I, know I, can't, I can't do the finger thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get thumped when I go, you know, so don't <laughs> But somebody's asking one of the letters, are we going to review it immediately afterwards? And we probably aren't, because the next podcast, a special podcast. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, we won't review it until episode 51 in four weeks' time. Time, yes. Yeah. So hopefully it should have disseminated so it out it should have there. been on the US by then as right. well. So we won't have to do spoiler music. Well, there will be some parts of the world no. I haven't seen it. Okay, all right. My old friend... Sarah Jane Adventures oh, right. <laughs> is uh, apparently Nigel Nigel Havers is going to guest star in two episodes of the Sarah Jane Adventures. Veteran actor is expected to appear in, as I said, two of the episodes in mm-hmm. series three, playing a character who, and I quote, uh-huh. looks set to change things for Sarah Jane Smith forever. <laughs> Also, Brian Miller, mm-hmm. actor-husband of Elizabeth Sladen, will guest star in a new run. Producer Nicky Wilson told the Doctor Who magazine... He was simply ideal casting for this pivotal role, which sees him in conflict with Sarah Jane and the gang, although there's a lot more going on with Brian's character than might first appear. <coughs> Sorry about that, I uh, fog in my throat. 
Hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Interesting casting for Sarah Jane Adventures. Yeah, I mm. think think Brian Miller's been in Who before, classic series. He was oh, really? In, in Snake Dance. Oh, okay. If I remember rightly, he the was the familiar. the um, snake. No, 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 no. <laughs> the circus stall hold of the whole hall of mirrors. Oh, the one who came to a grisly end. Yes, yeah. yeah when it's Doctor Who, they usually all come into a grisly end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, more Heroes news? Oh, yeah. Yes, it says that Entertainment Weekly quotes Brian Fuller is confirming his departure from Heroes. Again. Mm, again. Yes. <laughs> and saying that he'd have to focus on developing new projects for NBC, and it is not because of creative differences with Tim Kring, the series uh-huh. creator. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm crafting two pilots right now, and it's a lot of work. It was just too hard to juggle heroes in my development. Something had to give. <laughs> well, I think when this when he rejoined Heroes, we sort of generally agreed that it was more of a, a step backwards for him. For him personally, but a step yeah. forward perhaps for the series. Oh, for the series, it was a definite was, step forward. But It was hailed as a great thing by the network, the executives. Yeah. He yeah. didn't stay very long, did he? No, not even a full season. No, we'll see. Apparently, mere days after Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull star Shia LaBeouf... Round of applause, I think she pronounced that quite well, actually. Drop the bombshell hint that director Steven Spielberg had cracked... Sorry, had cracked the story with Indiana Adventure. (laughs) Producer Frank Marshall is now confirming another movie is indeed in the works. The story will be the fifth for the ageing and is uh, progressing well... And he's still in the research phase. They're researching whether or not he can actually still bull whip and that kind yeah, of thing, I dare say. Yeah, in the frame. Yes. Marshall has told Empire magazine, it's really about the script, says the veteran <laughs> indie producer. Once we see that, we'll see. We're not going to wait another 20 years. We'd all love to make another one. I'm anxious to hear the idea. I think waiting another 20 years <laughs> might be a little yeah. bit of a mistake. It will be a Yeah. It depends on whether Mrs. Spielberg, Ford and Lucas are equally sold on the idea of a fifth version. Apparently they are, so well, we wait and see. I don't yeah. know. I, I enjoyed the I, last indie, yeah. but I, I kind of feel it's running its course Well, a bit. As, yeah. as I said at the time, you did get a sense of closure from the last film. I mean, mm. he got married and it wrapped, seemed to wrap it all well, up that, nicely. Well, so, same the third one. They all rode well, off into the yeah, sunset. Not, not so much. Because yeah. I said they, they, they all ran off, rode off into the sunset. Yeah. Really, you know, to the next adventure. This one, there seemed to be, to my mind, a doorstep to it. It finished. I mean, I, I think it's um, Steven Spielberg and the throat of Lucas um, yeah. get as much of, as they can out of the franchise. I mean, well, the, the word I think you're looking for is ching ching. Um, well... Yeah. yeah, Harrison Ford was the best paid actor in mm-hmm. Hollywood last year because of that film. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it, I mean, yeah. it's also nice to actually see films where the lead hero isn't 23 years <laughs> old, but I don't want this to be 123 <laughs> yeah. years old either. Yeah. Well, you're strolling into original cast Trek ground. Yeah. You're all suddenly yeah. 70s and 90s and still pretending they're 23. Oh, yeah, like uh, McCoy in that final sixth film. Yeah. Didn't look well. No, no. no. Well, well, at least with the last indie, they did pay homage to the fact that he wasn't as sprightly as he used to be. (laughs) 
Uh, looks like there might be a Teen Wolf series coming. God help us. <laughs> <laughs> According to io9, MTV is considering a series based on Teen Wolf, and to bring the series to life on the small screen, they've enlisted the help of former DS9 writer Renee Echevarria, former Prison Break writer Marty Adelstein, and Criminal Minds writer Jeff Davis. New series would have a, quote, greater emphasis on romance, horror and werewolf mythology <laughs> variety mm. reports. No word yet if the series would replace the proposed big screen reboot of Teen Wolf. Mm. More, more evidence they cannot come up with new ideas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who was in the original Teen Wolf? Was it Michael J. Fox? Michael was? J. Yeah. Fox, yeah. But he wasn't mm. in the sequel, was it? No, no. Mm, it was somebody why. else in the sequel. Yeah. I don't know who. Wasn't it at one time you had to be, have a silly name to be an actor? Now it seems that all the writers have yeah. silly unproductive yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Part of my childhood has now ended. Oh, yeah. Pop culture icon Farrah Fawcett Majors has sadly passed away mm, of yep. cancer at the age of 62. Mm-hmm. Many of us will remember her as the natural blonde <laughs> <laughs> from Charlie's Angels. She'd lost a three-year battle with cancer and has been better known in recent years for unpredictable public behaviour. Mm. And she was best known as a sex symbol and actress and has been left behind a considerable body of work for film and TV. Um, as I say, we mostly know her from Charlie's Angels, The Six Million Dollar Man, marrying The Six Million Dollar Man, yeah. <laughs> divorcing The Six Million Dollar Man. It's sad. Yeah, it's sad, yeah, yeah. you know, but... Uh, Life moves on. My, my first last object, I think, she was. <laughs> yes. Okay. I think many a men lusted yes, after yes. her. And she didn't need small skimpy panties to do nope. it. No. <laughs> Not in public, anyway. Yes. No, no. <laughs> I have one addendum. Oh, yeah. One addendum. Yes. I think I've mentioned this previously in a couple of other podcasts, uh, a Doctor Who role-playing game by Cubicle 7. Mm-hmm. Well, it has had a long, torturous uh, story so far. It yep. was first muted in end of 07. Uh, said they were going to bring it to us in summer 08. Yep. And then I think April this year, the uh, entire site seemed to shut down and oh, the whole yeah. thing seemed to go up the creek. <laughs> but apparently uh, Cubicle 7 has been bought out by Rebellion, okay. who uh, own 2000 AD, have their own computer games division, games division yeah. and also, I think, hold a sizable portion of uh, Mongoose games. Oh, do they? I, I believe they oh. do. <laughs> but they've been bought out by Rebellion. And I think it was last month they have once again relaunched the Doctor Who game coming out October this year Really? Uh, there's a two it's going to be a box set with two books one Games Master book something like uh, 200 pages one player's book uh, something like uh, 122 pages Mm. but it does seem slightly strange that they're bringing it out in October I've seen they've advertised the cover on their website and it's all splashed with David Tennant who is actually leaving (laughs) so there's going to be a a small window they have a few months yeah a few months there Mm. so again I'm slightly cynical but watch this space sounds more promising now yes Mm. yes oh we've got some more news on the uh, upcoming sequel to Tron oh yeah outdoor shooting has uh, commenced in uh, Vancouver outdoor shooting Mm -hmm. yes apparently yeah there's going to be a few sort of car chases and such Mm. car chases Mm. Tron (laughs) (laughs) and apparently the soundtrack is going to be produced by um, French techno pop band Daft Punk okay I can't say I've ever heard no Um, they did that also on one more 
more time. Okay. One more time, blah, 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 etc. Et <laughs> it's a shame you can't see the actions to this because they were yeah. quite, you know. Can it strictly be called a sequel when it's how many years since the last film was released? Well, when it's released, um, yeah, nearly 30 years. 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> I think the word sequel is pushing it a tad. Well, they're wheeling out Jeff Bridges and uh, Bruce Boxleitner for yeah. it. So. Bruce Smiley Boxleitner. Mm, yes. Yeah. Hopefully, not being one of those Tron suits. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> We've all seen the man with three buttons. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Shoot for the news then. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yep. Yep. Listen, can you hear that? Hear what? I am the Doctor. Is it Doctor Who? Sorry. So, for some reason, we've decided to do a special for this episode only. Oh, yes. On uh, the Daleks. Not the story, yep. but yep. the Daleks in general. Ooh. Sort of an overview of the entire Dalek saga. Yes, the killer pepper pots are loose and to be talked about. Yep. In bonded polycarbide arbour. Arbour? Arbour. Okay, how many episodes do we actually have, or stories do we actually have of Daleks? Lots. Uh, depends then if you're actually talking about technically actually mm. appeared in it, hallucinations or just bits of them. 24. 24. 24, you reckon? 24. Without cameos or bits of. So that is just stories with their name in the title or actually featuring them physically in their shells trundling along. Ah. Yes. It's quite a few. That is quite a few. I mean, One uh, for every Doctor yeah. so far. Yes, yeah. And, and probably few, for Matt Smith too, but yeah, I'll, I'll, well, I, that. Yeah, I think there's a few up and coming basic outlook of the Daleks was Nazism driven to an extreme. Yeah. Really. But that concept really came only on for Genesis. I mean, you, well, you, you're looking at the first mm-hmm. ones and they came about purely by an accident. They'd run out of a story. And, uh, up they came with the Daleks. The, the let's have no bug-eyed monsters. <laughs> oh, they yeah. They with their bug-eyed monster out of desperation. I think the, yeah. whole, I think the whole intention was we're um, in Star Trek. Uh, the Klingons were supposed to be a parallel to uh, communist Russia. Yeah. Um, okay. In Doctor Who is very much a case of um, having you know, being on a par with uh, Nazi Germany. Yeah, I mean that's what they wanted. Well, well, basically it was still. It may have been what is it, twenty years since mm-hmm. the war when mm-hmm. they first yeah. when they first created the psyche was still suffering from the after effects. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think when it was first Maybe. when they were first scribbled down. So anyway, that exterminate stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A bit blatant. Um. <laughs> <laughs> also trying to wipe out the entire race of the fowls, so that that yeah. was the start of it. And also, I think watching the first couple of the episodes, they're more. How can I put it? They've started to reintroduce it slightly. They relate to each other more. They're not so robotic in the first couple of stories. They they do discuss things. Okay, they have conversations in the corridor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you get this... By the water cooler. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you get the idea, certainly in the first couple of stories, that there are more sentient creatures rather than, mm. as they become during, in the middle of the 70s, robots. The screaming robots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, in the very first scene that appeared in what, where we can see is a plunger. Yes. Waggling, threatening near. Indeed. Very hard to say what was more scary, the plunger or a <laughs> hairstyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. 
if you go by, uh, what is it, TV legend, it's uh, Sidney Newman called uh, Verity Lambert into the office and screamed at her, saying she didn't want uh, bug-eyed monsters. Yeah. And that's what you've done, bug-eyed monsters. And she had to sit him down and explain that they weren't bug-eyed monsters. They did have their uh, motivations, their reason for doing it, and their back history that they're sort of mutant radiation sick humans yeah. in there. I wonder if he bought it or he's just happy with the radiation. Well, I, I'm, the, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not sure. Of, yeah, I'm not sure of a case of it. He, he did buy it. It's just that there was nothing they could mount in the time. Yeah. They didn't have any other stories or sets ready at that time. Mm. Needs a mass when the devil drives. Yeah. But it's quite often in a lot of series that when they're in a tight spot and they have to take a story they don't want or a character yeah. they don't want, that turns out to be quite a pivotal character or story within mm. that yeah. you know, series. Is, and I yeah. think with the Daleks, the Daleks really did make Doctor Who. Oh, God, a lot yes. Of kids mm. loved it and that. But that was the point at which the programme was launched in Psyche and, and yeah. even in the period of time when Doctor Who was not with us, you still had. Daleks turning up on the BBC News, exterminating <laughs> people and, oh. and things like that. And it's, you know, the, in the comedy sketches with the old, you know, put it in the curry. Yeah. Yes, I've got them, I've got them video one, somewhere. One thing that yeah. definitely sticks in my mind is during the hiatus period is the Kit Kat advert. Why not take a break? And you've got two Daleks trundling around the st- down the street singing to Peace and Love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Harry Krishna Yeah, the Harry Krishna one. <laughs> and, and that was during the, the 16 years where Daleks weren't seen anywhere. That reminds me of the big billboard posters for a, um, a gassy keg lager, which are, whose name I won't uh, say. <laughs> um, it starts off with Spock, and you see him head and shoulder shot with Spock, and his ears are drooping, yeah. oh, and he yes. takes a swig of this belch inducing lager. Yeah. His ears prick up, and you just see him raise an eyebrow and go, illogical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. But didn't the Daleks eclipse the show itself at one point? I mean, the two Peter Cushing films yeah. were billed as Dalek films more yeah, than Doctor Who. They, oh, they yeah, were yeah. more about yeah. Dalek. And I think to an extent it has. You, you've got, you, you think the other arch enemy is the Cybermen, basically. Mm. And there were those that loved it. And I, I'm yeah. a, cyber, a cyber girly. I'm a <laughs> but even still, the Daleks are the main thing. Even when the program was off, occasionally you had Tardis's turn up mm. and things. But <laughs> and we've been involved on time, and, and you see this Daleks trundling around that kids that people have made yeah. for fundraising. And the kids will go up to put money in the bucket and you've got adults standing at full arm's length <laughs> throwing coins at this thing because the, the sheer fear factor. It's a blooming pepper pot that couldn't walk yeah. upstairs for yeah. a long, long I mean, time. But on... it just instilled... Because it was so different to all the other monsters yeah. and, and robots. It wasn't like Robbie the Robot <laughs> and yeah. anything like that. It was just so totally different and it was so totally fixated yeah. on its one thing of... Extermination. One thing I will say, I mean, harking back to the uh, Peter Cushing Dalek films, Dalek Invasion Earth 2150, the Dalek mothership always reminds me of a Ford Anglia for some reason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can see that. That was the height of technology <laughs> at the time. Well, a Ford Anglia. <laughs> well, it's, it's the defining shape. I mean, all the other monsters, uh, to a various extent, are men in a rubber suit. You can mm, see it's yeah, a man yeah, in a rubber suit. Yeah. But there, the Dalek, there is no definable human features in there. No arms, no leg, no well, nose. It. I mean, there's yeah. no face, so you can't emote to it. So. Yeah. No. yeah. Draw a black silhouette of a Dalek, and a lot of people will recognise oh, yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Draw a black silhouette of a Cyberman, is it just a robot? Yeah. You yeah. Know, it's not that distinctive. Yeah. But my technical question... Oh, yes, yes, we do have a technical... Have if a technical anyone out question there can answer to this... this question. 
Okay, in the Daleks, mm -hmm. the Dalek invasion, and a lot of Dalek stories early on, the Daleks could only move around by the fact of static electricity. Right. Yep. In mm -hmm. Moonbase, they even had to lay cables around to create static electricity and go back to their mothership every now and then to reload on power. Mm -hmm. At what point did they stop having to use static yeah. electricity or little dishes on their back to pick it up? Yeah. And considering we've gone backwards and forwards in Dalek time in history, yep. when did this happen? <laughs> did the writers just sit there thinking, bugger it, I can't be working this one out? It's too <laughs> difficult. Yep. Yeah. I think, as I mentioned to you before, I think the last time the static electricity was mentioned was uh, Evil of the Daleks. And that's because they were um, the two human scientists were experimenting in time travel using static electricity, mm. and that attracted the Daleks' attention. But yeah, that, I think, yeah. is the last time it's actually mentioned. Yeah, one yeah. thing that just pops into my mind, I mean, could you imagine if the Daleks had hair? <laughs> and they're, they're, uh, they're operating with static electricity we're sort of sticking up like <laughs> what a strange rather perverse world you live in I know it's nice <laughs> whilst the the Dalek story is not exactly my favourite with the touchy-feely lovey-dovey oh yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> from, from the new series yes. who whilst I appreciate that Khaled's within the Dalek type 3 travel machine were once human and have emotions they want to kill everything yeah. and don't turn touchy-feely just yeah. because Rose touched them yeah but I I, <laughs> you keep that in such a personal way but I did love the way they were redesigned for the, the exterminator arm to swivel. Oh, yes. Yeah, the uh, central, the the central, central unit. That, that the shoulders. Just, yeah. <laughs> it, it upped the ante on them. Oh, because God. Because then they, you had that feeling always that all you had to do was run upstairs or stand behind it. And mm. always just keep running around yeah. behind mm. it because it couldn't... Now yeah. it can shoot you. <laughs> well, well, I think... Well, is it after Remembrance when they, they floated for the first time, which was the Sylvester yeah. McCoy one? Davros had before. But Davros had before, but uh, the, the, the line started in fandom. What is it? Uh, real Daleks don't float upstairs, they blow up buildings. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had these bad cases where people were actually pushing Daleks, yeah. actually mine and pushing them. Yeah, mm. yeah. That's the most notable in, in the, the two films, I think, really. That was most notable. Mm. But it does happen in the TV series yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah in Dalek Invasion. 2150 yeah, towards yeah. the end that you you see them actually carrying a Dalek above them and, and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. with a little bit of black cloth where the guy would be sitting yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I suspect they let him out I think they may have done yeah. mind you in the first film I mean the bit that always spooked me was where they pull the mutant out of the uh, casing yeah. and they throw it down on the floor and they make their escape and you just see this all clawy scaly yeah. hand come out from underneath the cloth mm. I mean the image stayed with me for a long time well, that, well, that was another mm. thing for so many years you didn't actually see what the true Dalek looked mm. like yeah. it was always uh, reaction shots or uh, yeah. just bits of a claw or something probably better though it, yeah I think I, th I like the look of the latest Daleks all the tentacle and the b big brain stuck on the end of the one yeah. eye I like that but there's a part of me that would have preferred not to have seen it. Yeah. They are becoming a little overexposed, yeah. so yeah. to speak. Yeah. Well, but, the yeah. thing is, with the Genesis of the Daleks, 
where Tom Baker goes into their incubation room, and when he comes out with a, well, where he's uh, fighting with a piece of seaweed wrapped around yeah. his neck. Yeah, and, <laughs> again, it's, you can't really see what he what it is because he's well, got his no, neck really. hand round mm. it, and it's, yeah. it's the bug syndrome. Whenever you get the monster revealed, and it's uh, mm. I don't know a foot, uh, five foot tall monster. Oh my god! Thank God it wasn't a six foot tall monster. <laughs> if they reveal a six foot tall monster, it's oh my god! Thank God it wasn't a seven foot tall. Yeah. It's always worse in your imagination, Probably, but, particularly given BBC budget oh god yeah <laughs> I, I have to admit as well with the new series I love the Dalek creation yeah with Davros and the Emperor Dalek for want of a better word they seem to keep needing someone in charge yeah, yeah. and the, the big guns mm. to actually be there mm. rather than you to have like a squadron of Daleks that are answering to a commander someone off, off stage yeah. it's almost like the Daleks themselves are impotent if they don't have the big commander behind yeah. them yeah. which they never were you know it was a case of sort of like one Dalek oh we're buggered kind of stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah. they They've been neutered in some way. Well, to All the extent. extra gunpowder, firepower, etc. You do feel the individual Dalek has been neutered. I think that mostly hit in the 70s because of Terry Nation trying to get as much money as he can. So he, he coupled them with Davos. Mm. And whenever they, appe- whenever they appeared, you had to have Davos. And yeah. Davos would be the ranting yeah. mouthpiece and the Daleks would just obey. They got away from that with the new series at first. At first, mm. yeah. But they seem to be falling back into That's that it. easy trap. Yeah. I can't imagine an impotent Dalek. <laughs> <laughs> um, death to the Daleks. There was impotent Daleks because they couldn't exterminate for a little while. Ah. Same well, with Moonbase. They took away their... They yeah. let people remove their Dalek. Yeah. They're exterminated. Well, I, I, I haven't seen that, but I've listened to the CD and hearing a Dalek say, we are your friends, it just doesn't... You could hear the word no. friend catching in the Dalek's throat. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They have returned uh, a lot of the uh, independence to them in the, initially in the first couple of series of the new series. I know people don't like it, but Daleks in Manhattan mm-hmm. and uh, Evolution of the Daleks, they did talk to each other. Yeah. Um, they related and talked to each other and discussed things more yeah. to a certain extent and then decided to kill anyway. Because in the original mm. series, you did sometimes have Daleks questioning superior Daleks. Yeah. One thing I, I noticed that the original series was in black and white yeah. and the Daleks were colour coded yes if you were yeah. silver and blue you were attractively a drone which was really good in black and white when it went into colour it didn't keep the, the colour coding no. up it's almost to say you know there aren't ranks within Daleks anymore mm. um, you still get the occasional black and gold Dalek and red if it's got red on it it's got to be a boss Yeah. but the old silver and blue Daleks and, and the drone colours seem to have disappeared mm, yeah yeah. I mean it's, it's like um, but for military organisation uh, you'd think they'd maintain that kind of hierarchy I mean yeah. you, you talk about black and white I mean it just reminds me of that infamous commentary on the snooker match yeah, for, those, <laughs> for those of you watching in black and white you know. the blue ball is a slightly sort of greyer one behind the which is why I was always wondered why they had it in the first yeah. place in yeah. black and white yeah. then they went colour and dropped the whole thing why would Dark Seed need to see different colours wouldn't they know through some y- y- yeah. transponder or something yeah sure. well I mean they have in the latest series introduced the an insignia just underneath the eye stalk uh, oh, that's yeah. right, which is meant to differentiate between various Daleks but I'm sure some fan out there has got it all noted down 
the, the various Dalek insignias. Probably. Yep. We obviously assume that the Khalid stroke Daleks destroyed the Thals, considering mm-hmm. they take over the entire rest of the universe. But has it ever actually been confirmed that they wipe the Thals out? Or do they actually end up making Thals into Daleks? Because they, they mm. in other stories, they've started to make indigenous people. In, yeah. At least the, the Thals and the Khaleds mm. were the same species at some point. Mm. At one time, yeah. So I would have thought genetically, if you're going to increase mm-hmm. your numbers, don't destroy them, turn them into you. And they mm-hmm. obviously well, have the capability. Well, yeah, it just adds credence to the old saying, keep your friends close, but your enemies cr- closest to well, I think, un- unlike the Cybermen, you're given the impression, it's Dalek hatcheries are mentioned, so you give the impression that they have a viable reproduction, reproductive lifespan. So they may have um, grabbed and converted Thals, but I think, I could be mistaken, but Planet of the Daleks, we had Thals in there, and you it's revealed that they abandoned Scaro and went off and created their own little Thal planet somewhere. Yeah, or that's the impression, be. that's the impression I'm given. Because you really wouldn't want to be sharing a planet no, with Daleks. No, not, 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 not <laughs> well, xenophobic. Well, it be for very long. <laughs> That's the whole point. It's one of the things about Remembrance that I love is if the Daleks ever won, if the Daleks ever conquered the universe and there was nothing in it left but, but Daleks, yeah. would they then start fighting amongst themselves? Well, that's probably. The well, they were already, weren't they? That's it. That was the yeah. thing about Remembrance. They yeah, because they had the two factions. Yeah, they were fighting other Daleks because they were bionic blobs. Yeah. So, you know, you, you get the idea that the ultimate victory would just be one Dalek yeah. left yeah. in the whole of Cosmos with no other life forms. Well, I mean, it's, anyway. like, it's like vampire films and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, what would happen when everyone has been turned? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, what would they feed on then? Exactly. Mm, yeah. Exactly. I, I just. So, I mean, it's self defeating. Yeah. That is as true of any conquering race, so even in real life. You know, they want to take over the world, mm-hmm. you know, take over all of Europe, for example, or something. Then what do they do? Well, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't think they're far ahead. It's like Spike Milligan's, or what are we going to do now? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Favourite Dalek stories? Do you have any? <laughs> She's looking at me. <laughs> uh, for me, old series has probably got to be um, Remembrance. Yes, mm, definitely. Because yes. I grew up, the first Dalek story I may have seen was probably Destiny. Yeah. And then after that. And they all seemed a bit dark. There's something about them. I didn't quite like the Daleks. Yeah. But it wasn't until Remembrance I really had a yeah. kind of respect for the oh, Daleks. So, so Destiny is probably the poor one to watch because that's when they're, well, yes. that's when they're, most, ro- they're most robotic. Genesis is the only Doctor Who episode where I missed the last <laughs> and it took me some 15, 20 years to see it. But I have to say, my, my two are favourites are the different ends of the spectrum. My possible favourite Dalek episode is The Daleks, yeah. the first one. <laughs> yeah. Black okay. and white as it is. And then the other end of the spectrum with the immortal line, this isn't war, this is pest, pest control. control. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the fanboy, fangirls dream Daleks, oh, yeah. yes. Cybermen. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it... It, that had so many problems with it, mm. that story, but it was Darling's oh, oh, yeah. Cybermen. Yeah, it, it shouldn't have worked. <laughs> it was fan wank. It was, yeah. it was, but it was a lovely piece. I'm mm. sorry. So I'd, for sensibleness, it's the Daleks. Yeah. For just enjoying it, it yeah. I'd have to say for Genesis of the Daleks. Yeah. Because going back to what I was saying earlier about the whole analogy between Daleks and Nazis. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially Nida. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, we pretty much agreed with Genesis. I'd also go along with. Remembrance, but personally, I also like Resurrection because it, it shows the Daleks' mental attitude. They need the humans, they need Davros, they need their um, 
they're converted humans mm-hmm. but things don't go the way they like or the way they plan or it takes too long and they're just sitting there bugger it exterminate the lot of them <laughs> <laughs> it just shows their their basic attitude you know yeah. the of um mindless annoyance yeah remembrance of the daleks wasn't that the story where they actually blew up the last wooden Dalek that they ever had. They, they trundled <laughs> it down the street yeah. and it didn't do a lot and it just got blown I to pieces. Certainly Remembrance introduced the special weapons Dalek. Or, oh, Rambo Dalek. Or the Rambo <laughs> Dalek, as it's called. Yeah. And does have the infamous reputation of uh, calling in two fire alarm crews <laughs> and uh, one police crew. Mm. as they blow up a set of gates, causing a whole load, (laughs) packing it with far too much explosive, causing a whole load of fire alarms to go off Mm -hmm. and car alarms (laughs) to go off in the area. Well, I I did have the um, dubious honour when I was many years ago. (laughs) I worked up London Bridge. And I used to go down to Tower Bridge to have my sandwiches and Mm. watch the world go by. And I just wandered down to Tower Bridge to watch the world go by and went round the corner and came. I stalked. I stalked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> because no. I'm in the middle of the Peter Davison filming. And yeah. you'd know, no one man there knew it because the Docklands hadn't been developed <laughs> in yeah. this old warehouse. And I was sitting there watching and film some of it while munching on my sandwiches. Oh, going, nice. Bloody hell, I wish I had a camera with <laughs> yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, um, it did throw me for a moment. Yeah. Yeah, you're not expecting... I have to say, as much as I've, I've been inside the Dalek and they're terrifying mm. on the inside, yeah. on the, when you're not expecting to find a Dalek uh, no. and it's hiding around the corner in a oh. wolf... I just would love to have been there. You, you're screaming to a shout, fire engines, bells ringing, compiling out and faced with a cadere of Daleks mm. coming around the corner. <laughs> yeah. You're going... Quick, boys, back in the fire engine. <laughs> <laughs> Trap with the ice stalk, five rounds rapid. That's it, that's it. <laughs> do, do Daleks rust? I don't know. Mm. Well, that's it. The uh, was a couple of months ago, the Dalek head and shoulders found in a pond in yeah. Bath. Oh, yes. Yeah. They tend to like going under rivers, don't they? Yes, yeah. We, we, well, yeah. We've had the, the infamous one under the Thames. Yes, yeah. the Dalek which invasion come, Earth is yeah, in trundles up out of the water. <laughs> Poor bugger sitting inside going, <gasps> Yeah. Yeah. Turning blue, try not to be Thames Water. Not to wonder what the Daleks are doing down there. Fishing or... No, no, he's having a -a tete-a-tete and a special date with the sea devil. Ah, yeah, it could be. Yes. Not a murker. Not the murker. No, we we will not mention the murker. Oh, the pantomime horse. (laughs) You mentioned him, didn't you? Mm, Yes. Didn't you? Mm, Didn't you? The the one thing I do like with the new series is, is that they are getting away from the blah, blah, blah and the Dalek. Yeah, oh god, the Daleks, blah blah. blah. Who's going to be the nasty evil enemy in this episode? (laughs) Oh, let me guess, it's the Merker, isn't it? I think it was remembered, quoted from somewhere. think it was white dwarf or whatever candy floss of the daleks yeah. you know the, the uh, only story okay. that got away with the title having the daleks in it and everyone went i don't get it was the daleks yeah. 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 <laughs> after that <laughs> i mean that that is something that for uh, what is it destiny of the daleks it's called destiny of the dalek the cliff
cliffhanger for the first episode is when the Dalek smashed through the wall. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not a cliffhanger. You know it's going to be Daleks. Yeah, and what's right. the hell? <laughs> well, you want yeah. to sort of like Destiny of the Cybermen. But yeah. And, and the Dalek. That was the whole point. Um, digressing slightly, first episode of Earthshock. Mm. It's just suddenly crashed Zoom, and you've got a Cyberman standing there, destroy them, destroy them all. And I stood there for about, or sat there for about five minutes afterwards in front of the telly going, Cyberman. (laughs) (laughs) Cyberman. (laughs) Or or, or with uh, most people in Earthshock, Adric. Adric. (laughs) No, 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 Adric. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you see you saw that as well when someone put the laugh track yeah, over yeah. the Indian. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I'm not quite so sure where they're going in the new series though with the Dalek no. they seem to have killed them all off but I that's, don't believe that end of each major Dalek story they've wiped them all out and this is the last we've ever seen of the yeah. Daleks and the time war is finally over yeah. until the next time yep. it's too good an enemy um, yeah, it's I'm, too much a money spinner grief. It's yeah. too much of a good enemy. I think they are doing them a bit to death at the moment. Yeah. And we could probably go a season or two yeah. without them. But, yeah, I, I am getting a bit fed up with... It, it, it's the scenario of, we're going to kill something, we're going to kill an assistant, we're going to kill it. Oh, no, mm. we're, not. we're too nice in yeah. this modern day and age to actually <laughs> kill anything. They don't actually have the kahunas to do it. Yeah, yeah there again, bearing in mind, I mean, sort of the Daleks are very much um, the BBC's and Doctor Who's cash cow. So. Yeah, yeah. As I said, the only time I didn't mind that was at the end of Army of Ghosts. Well, Mm. I knew they were going to be in there somewhere during the season. They were hidden. It did come as slightly a bit of a surprise. Yeah, Yeah, I sat there watching that sphere for the beginning. I'm Mm. fangirl here. I'm sitting there watching that sphere and they're going out and I'm going, that's not Cyberman, that's Dalek technology. It's it's gold, it's golden. It's golden, it's it's a Dalek, the Dalek's in there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But all the other... of course, when he got episode two, I'm going, yes! (laughs) (laughs) But, But all the other times, it does seem to be set up so far in advance. I mean, certainly yeah. this season four, they they were in the campfire trailer. Oh, were they? Yeah, you you saw um, what is it? So uh, I was just reminded of Blazing Saddles <laughs> <laughs> with Daleks. With, with Daleks. No, you saw uh, what is it? Fart. <laughs> An electronic fart. <laughs> yeah. No, every season is going to be Daleks. Yeah. Stephen Moffat in charge. Hopefully, we'll be able to give him a rest. That's it, They've nice. got to do it with Matt Smith. Every Doctor Smith the Daleks. I think I'd also like them to actually start using the Daleks in a way that they used to have. Of late, it seems to be Daleks v Doctor. Yeah, the Cyberman mm. Dalek one was the exception, but it's always Daleks are going to destroy a planet. Doctor saves a day. Whereas before, it was almost like Daleks are going to destroy another species on yeah. another mm-hmm. planet, and Dalek Doctor comes in to save the yeah. day that way. Everything seems to be aimed at the Doctor yeah. or at Earth at the moment. Yes. You, yeah. you haven't got the Mavellans yeah. kind of no. scenario. You haven't got the Daleks going to another planet to mine it out of its minerals and the Doctor gets involved that way. And it it's become very personal yeah. between mm. the two. Yeah, it, you know, the Doctor and the Dalek have a personal relationship. And, you know, it's, it's interesting, but think outside the box or go back <laughs> to how they used yeah, to be used yeah. to some extent. Sort of have them set up with a vicious, cunning plan that the Doctor stumbles into. And not based on Earth. Not <laughs> yes. attacking Earth at yeah. any point in the past, present or future. <laughs> how about an alien planet? He is a time traveller yep. and he has a time and space machine. Mm-hmm. He can it. move in time and space away from Earth. <laughs> Other planets, please. Come on, guys. <laughs> in summing up, Dalek thoughts. 
Where can they go to the future? How can they be brought back? How were they killed off last time? Um, the entire fleet was wiped out. Yeah, yeah. So mm. A ship could have gone away well, before the next as a, Things that writers do forget is the Doctor travels in time, the Daleks travel in time. In time. Mm. So it's yeah. possible to encounter them. It's a convenient them. get-out clause. Yeah, it's possible mm. to encounter them at a period before they've been wiped out. I'd like Don't to know. see a story based on the Khalids and the Thals before the Khalids became mutants. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So you actually deal with the Daleks while the Daleks were human, the whole thing that led up to the war. Because you've got the whole Genesis element of sort of like not making the Daleks into the type or not yeah. making the Khalids into the type 3 travel machines, etc, mm-hmm. etc. But what about the even earlier stage while you still have humans, not mutants, and you don't actually have the Thal Carl Edward and going yeah. back. and Davros when he was well when he still looked human when yeah. he was sane and normal yeah, yeah. Yeah. And not chewing then at the scene. You've, you've almost got a Genesis scenario again. Mm. On, well, does the Doctor, you know, do you stop this war? Because you know ultimately what's going to happen. And there is a hint in some of the stories that the Thals were the aggressors. Yeah. And yeah. the Khalids were the victims. Mm. So, certainly. In, in the initial war. I were, think certainly in the first one, before uh, the first Dalek story, before Davros and and Kaled Now, that and, could be purely Dalek sort yeah, of propaganda. Um, propaganda. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. It, it would be interesting to find out that the most evil creatures in the universe supposedly were actually the victims yeah yeah, could be. It would be a nice, put a nice twist to it. That was very much hinted at in the in the Daleks. They didn't actually come out of their city. I mean, it was literally like they were cowering inside the walls. Yeah, mm. yeah, they weren't trying to conquer anybody, were they? No, mm. no. At that point, it was just a, a fight for survival. Mm-hmm. What were they doing? Just playing Scrabble. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they believe at that point in time they believed they were the only ones there. That there weren't any thousands left. Yeah. So yeah, I think they were there just just playing Scrabble. Yeah. <laughs> Connect four. How many points for a car? summing up i'd like to see future dalek stories but not necessarily always the cliffhanger yeah Mm. not necessarily always with an emperor or a a davos around and something a little bit more interesting in terms of the doctor becoming a third party between the daleks and another race Mm. on another planet Mm. similar to the old stories yeah as i said personally i would like to see it back as it used to be during the classic series because of legal wranglements and whatever the daleks were only used sparingly and when they were used it was an event Mm. Mm. that's it but a standalone story Story, not part not, of any not part arc of any no anything. not part of any arc as you say the daleks up to their old conniving tricks and the doctors stumble across them my thoughts on the matter are i mean i think it will be a challenge for um the vast toffee amen amen to bring back the daleks in a whole new light yeah because obviously i mean sort of over the past few seasons i mean we've had them to almost saturation points yeah. i think the new series with uh, matt smith will rest a lot upon how they're going to bring back his main adversary in a way that is sort of both fresh and you know, sort of retain elements of the old yeah at least with the cybermen they had the whole thing of they have actually started from scratch again yes mm, yeah. they, they didn't use the monda cybermen or anything else these are whole new cybermen yeah. created on on alternative earth etc Mm-hmm. They haven't had that ability with the Daleks. They can't go back no. to the drawing board. They they are stuck with the limitations of the past. Hmm. But on the other hand, that past gives them quite a rich yeah. archive mm, yeah. to delve into if they want to. It's whether they want to or not. Not that I'm saying things are slightly formulaic at yeah. the moment, but... <laughs> well, it would be nice, I think, to see, OK, the Daleks are defeated but not destroyed. They mm. get away 
Yeah, you you're, know at, least, at least one of them well, yeah. has seen hightailing it off from the ship. <laughs> yeah, like Davros like, did. Yeah, like yeah. Davros did. They, they will never, ever completely wipe out the dogs. Oh, no. Well, I'm good, No, it says dog too. It's, it's, yeah, it is too much of a cash cow for them. Why pretend otherwise by yeah. saying you've wiped them out this mm. time for good? Yeah. Yeah. You, you know there's one hiding somewhere inside oh, yeah. the TARDIS anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it wandered Side on man, once it? and it's yeah. just got That's lost. And now, time to face the TV screens. It's time for El Presidente. Wahoo! El Presidente! Yay! Yay! Viva! 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 He's got my vote. Fellow citizens, it has been brought to the attention of my benevolent administration that the popular beat artist Michael Jackson is dead. This is entirely according to my plans. Little does the world know how this plays directly into my hands. My new pawn, the nesting consciousness, with its ability to control plastic, will reanimate the so-called King of Pop. The world will flock around Michael Jackson, thinking him their plastic messiah. People will look past his freakish appearance, his baby dangling antics, his forever blowing bubbles, his child malt, but I'm drifting. Through my nesting puppet and the cult of Michael Jackson, I will bring order to the world. Here endeth my address. He's the one for me. Speaking of dead things, we haven't said hello to the head of Hertwig yet. Ooh. Hello, Hertwig's head. His nostrils are flaring quite well today. Mm, yes. And we haven't said goodbye. Ooh. Goodbye to fake Keith. Meep. She gone, uh, she gone. She was taken suddenly okay. intelligent, I think. <laughs> okay. And heard El President's address and left. Yeah, <laughs> ran off, sobbing. Uh, and now, for your listening pleasure, a 30-second recommendation by Benjamin Elliott. Read by Crumbly. Legend was an hour-long historical steampunk comedy drama on the fledgling UPN network in spring 1995, just after the network launched. It ran for 13 episodes. The first two episodes were the two-hour pilot. Richard Dean Anderson was the no-good writer of a bunch of dime novels about a daredevil do-gooder called Legend. Through weird circumstances, Richard's character had to become Legend, stop dastardly masterminds, and clean up his drinking, womanising ways. John Delancey, Q in the Star Treks, was the eccentric inventor who turned the fantastic scientific inventions in the Legend stories into practical props that Legend could use to fight evil. He also had to stop Legend from being caught in compromising circumstances when his true nature got in the way of his better judgement. It was a fun show that had lots of promise, but UPN was losing money. In 11 years, it never did turn a profit, and all of his inaugural season shows in 1995 were cancelled, except Star Trek Voyager. This show wound up largely forgotten, but deserves to be remembered. Maybe it could get a DVD release after all this time. Paramount Video, get on it now. If you ever find Legend, watch the two-hour pilot, then you'll be eager to see the rest. Benjamin Elliott. Mm. I've never much. heard of this. I have never heard I of this. I don't remember anything no. about it. No. I've seen pictures of Richard Dean Anderson with a really stupid looking tash. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I am intrigued, so I'm going to have to see if I can I can dig this one out mm. and track yeah. it down. Yeah. So I like the steampunk angle. Yeah. It sounds interesting. Well, yeah. How does that work on a week by week basis? I don't, I don't know. know. It's interesting. I don't know. Stuff. We also, last week, said we'd postpone a couple of escape pod discs oh, right oh, yes, okay. yes, yes. Yep. as we virtually finished everyone in the staggering stories team except for Jean who needs to do her own podcast discs yeah. at some point in time yes <laughs> <laughs> 
we're catching up a couple of the escape pod discs that we missed last time. I have one here from the charming, wonderful, and dare I say, lovely Lizanne, mm-hmm. who has said she has delved into her, her carpet bag of wonders, mm-hmm. and for CDs she will listen to the Hitchhiker radio plays. Oh yeah. The Sherlock Holmes radio dramas. Ooh, oh, yeah. She says she happens to like Basil Rathbone on the radio, at least. Films, oh, not so much. Yes, yes. The complete Gilbert and Sutherland operettes. <laughs> yes, I went to listen to the big Finnish Doctor Who in the Pirates, but so far I've only heard the director's podcast. Listen to the Pirates. It is, <laughs> it is good. It is funny. Yeah, funny and, you, and you get to hear Colin Baker, the Colin Baker the scene. Colin Baker. Mm. The original cast album of Rent and a collection of Bach's concertos and fugues. Ooh, okay. Hmm. DVDs. Yep. I think she's joining the rest of us here with the Babylon 5 collection. Hey, lots of B5 fans. Yep, yep. Galaxy Quest. Okay. Yeah, that, that's a must. That's a must. Seal of approval there. Oh, grab Farge, hammer. <laughs> the Court Jester, which I think mm. is... Danny Kay? Thank you. Danny Kay, that's the word I'm looking mm. for. Okay. A Danny Kay film. White Christmas. The Star Trek Voyager collection. Mm. <laughs> Somebody has to like it. Yeah, yeah. As much Doctor Who as she can find. Mm, yeah. And Notting Hill. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Books. She will go for the Gormenghast saga. Oh, Pavlovich. Pavlovich. Pink, yes. Because, let's face it, it's good, uh, but after having started it over four times, the only way I'm going to get all the way through it <laughs> is if I'm locked in an mm, escape yep. pod. Uh, yeah. Bridget Jones's Diary. Okay. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the five-book trilogy. Not the six-book. Not the six-book, just the five-book, mm. she says, though she may expand to the six. I hope so. Yeah. I hope it's going to be good. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Yep. And all of P.G. Woodhouse's Jeeves and Worcester series. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hmm. Uh, Lawrence R. King, Mary Russell series, and the complete, I say complete works, of William Shakespeare. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to say William Shatner for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Go and wash your brain out! <laughs> to be or... Ah, ah. It's not. <laughs> T- Thank you. To be or... <laughs> Games. She's not much into computer games or online gaming, so she's going for her collection of logic puzzles and jigsaw puzzles to work at while she's listening to her discs. And her special luxury item is the Ten Doctors PDF file, which I think you can find on Richard's comic blog, which I've looked at it myself. And yeah, a lot of time, a lot of effort and a lot of enthusiasm. Ah, that comic series. It's his comic mm, series, yes. yes. Mm. I, I've, I've watched that myself, and it's very good. I'll put a link up for that. Yep. Mm. Okay. Excellent. Thank you, Lizanne. Mm, thank yeah. you. We also have an escape pod discs here from Sarah. Hey, Hello, Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Sarah. As she drifts endlessly through the black void of space, this <laughs> is the random stuff she wants to take with her. <laughs> random. Books. The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings by uh-huh. Tolkien. Mm-hmm. I think that's a given now. Yeah, that, it? Most <laughs> people seem to have chosen yeah. that, yeah. Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman. Oh, excellent choice. An excellent book here. Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah. An Immortal Iron Fist, which is a comic book. Yep, that's allowed. It's allowed. Mm. Movies. Lord of the Rings extended versions. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Stardust. Moulin Rouge, Emily, yep. yep. Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> oh, yes. Rocky! 
Okay. And the new Star Trek, if I'm yes. in space oh, and yes. it's in the future, she'll have it on DVD. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, that's allowed. Probably Blu-ray by that point. Mm, probably. Yeah. Definitely. October, isn't it? Sometime like that, yep. TV, Heroes Season 1, mm-hmm. the best season. Yes. Yeah. Doctor Who Season 3. Don't know if she means original Season 3 or new Season 3. It's I, I expect it's, it's the new Season 3. three. <laughs> we'll go with new. Mm, Pushing yeah. Daisy Season 1 and 2. Oh, good choice. Good, like that one. Firefly. Oh, excellent yeah. choice. Oh, yes. And a very excellent choice here. Complete Life on Mars. <laughs> yep. And Ugly Betty Season 1. Okay. Games. She says she's only going to have her Xbox 360, her <laughs> DS, and all the games that go with it. <laughs> Maybe a couple of other games like Portal, which technically yeah, yeah. belong to her brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the panic. The ship's about to blow up, so you're grabbing anything. So we'll allow that. We'll allow that. For purposes, yeah. yeah. He'll, he'll love you for saving yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. In fact, you've left yeah. him on the ship burning to death. Minor technicality. A moot point to plane after that. Yeah. And she can't think of a luxury item. May I suggest an endless supply of chocolates and a very nice white wine to sip while you read your books? <laughs> 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 good choice, good choice. Thank you for that. <laughs> Hello, fake Keith, real Keith, crumbly, El Presidente, Jean, who I hope you're bribing with her favourite tipple to stay on the show, and of course the head of Pertwee. Um, listen to episode 47 today, that was brilliant as always, and extremely funny, and... Uh, Please keep Jean on the show. She adds so much to it. Her asides are absolutely hilarious. And I I thought up a trivia challenge for the um, team when you started talking about names in Doctor Who. Because my name's Tim, and I don't know if the name Tim has ever been in Doctor Who, uh, particularly as a character. So uh, how many of your names out of the team have ever been in Doctor Who? So... uh, that's a good subject for discussion. So keep up the good work, and I'll keep listening. Sounds like a threat, that last bit. It, it did. It did sound like a threat. Um, I'm, I'm uh, not sure. I don't think there's ever been a Keith. Is there really never? I don't think there has been a character. As we know, there has been an Adam. Mm-hmm. There has been an Adam, yes. Yeah. yes. There's an Adam in the old series, too, Image of the Fendale. There was an Adam Colby. Oh, yes. A very decent character. Yes, yeah, that mm-hmm. one. That one's the one you're fixing your... Hopes on, isn't it? Yeah, he's yeah. much better than the new Adam. So I'll be the old one. Yeah. The new Adam mm. is the, one of those assistants that everyone's going to forget about. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much already had. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, we'll keep reminding you. He's only in two episodes, anyway. Has there been an Andy or an Andrew? There's got oh. to have been. Hasn't I don't know. It, no disrespect, but it is a relatively common name. So, yeah. so there has to have been. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I would imagine so. I would imagine so. Yeah. So this is something that we're actually we. Can't, I don't think we can do on the fly. We're going to have to well research. Yeah. Research. Yeah. Yeah. I think there has. I think there has been a gene. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Couldn't tell you when, but I think but, there has yeah, been yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to come back to one. No, that one. Yeah. 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 You've got us perplexed and no, he's, puzzled. No, he's thrown the gauntlet. Yeah. Yeah. And it hurt. It got mm. caught me right there. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Talking of Adams, have we got one from an Adam? Not for me. No, not mm-hmm. from you, from a different Adam. Okay. It's uh, Dear Team and the Head of Pertwee, just listening to the, the latest episode of the podcast. Head of Pertwee? Yeah. Again, 
Dear team and the head of Pertwee. Pertwee. Not mm. us individually. No, but it separates us from the head of Pertwee. He's not no. part of the team. Okay. He's just an interloper. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll let you have that. Sorry, well, I just noticed that, so I'll get back to it. Uh, just listen to the latest episode of the podcast, and I thought I would just let you know the offshoot of Crosgove Hall, who did do the Doctor Who animations, is Firestep from www.firestep.net. Oh, yeah, I do recognise the name. They mention it. Yeah, apparently uh, Adam met John Doyle from Firestep at the Warp Warp convention in <laughs> Manchester last year. Great name. Yeah. Where he was talking to Paul Connell. No, I'll do that again. <laughs> yeah. Pronounce his name correctly, yeah. please. <laughs> where he was talking with Pocanel about the <laughs> making of the Scream of Shelka. Mm. As added extra, he showed a test scene from the, what Firestep had done for Power of the Daleks. Oh. It's good to hear that Firestep are back on Who and here's to seeing Power of the Daleks. Personally, I hope they do. Yeah. It goes back to my slight criticisms last podcast. Yeah. Eight episodes long. Power of the Dalek. Quicker, tighter. And yeah. I think it was, as I said before, it's the first Troughton story. Yeah. Mm. So it would be interesting to, to see. Be. Yeah. I hope they do that. Last I heard, they weren't going to do anything. Yeah. Those. That's, that's what I heard. Thanks for the letter, mm. Adam. And we have one here from Steve. Oh, hello, Steve. He says, hello, team and HOB. Again, he's not part of the team. As much has been mentioned in the past about the Fitzroy Tavern, I was wondering what pub cocktail names the team and listeners would come up with. Here's something to get you started. And no, you can't have the head of Pertwee. <laughs> no. The Sonic Screwdriver. Mm-hmm. Obvious one. Obvious mm-hmm. one, yeah. Yep. Either a pub that caters for everyone that can supply everything or a beverage that has a strange blue glow that some people like and others hate. Mm-hmm. Master's Beard. My <laughs> personal favourite. Not quite sure what sort of beard he's talking about here. Uh, a very dark pub with a small sinister dolls instead of horse brasses. And staff with rictus grins on their faces with, to whom you always feel strangely compelled to tip large. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Alternatively, a dark and mysterious cocktail that makes you laugh theatrically and contains rehypnol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> the Melanie Bush. Oh dear. An overlit and bright pub with loud annoying music and obscenely chipper staff. <laughs> Alternatively, a bright, sharp cocktail leaves you with a headache. <laughs> the Sidemen's Arms. Pub with lots of steel and clinical atmosphere where bar staff like to shake hands. <laughs> I'll have boys from the black stuff. Yep. The very tall, overweight landlord. Maybe in attendance and customers are advised not to tip with anything resembling gold. <laughs> you may be barred. Yeah. Literally. Alternatively, the cocktail would be excellent. <laughs> no, 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 that's good. Excellent. Excellent. But which can cause the side effects of foam expanding from your mouth, much like the renegade Dalek punch, <laughs> and leave you with a voice not unlike John Major. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to add to these, if I remember. Yeah. The um, first convention that I went to, the Leisure Hive conventions, yep. they used to have the bar, and they would have a painted bar sign next yep. to the bar. Like and the we, old pub signs. Like the old pub oh, okay, signs. Yeah, yeah. And we had the Jolly Dalek. The Galloping Murphy. Mm-hmm. The Galloping Murker, uh, no, the Dog and Dalek, the Galloping Murker, and the Jolly Cyberman. And there were these beautiful painted pub signs. That went, went in the bar of the hotel. Yeah, yeah. So I'd love to, love to see those as pub signs. Oh, yes. I, I actually always thought if I ever opened a pub, I might be inclined to be calling it the Galloping Murker. Yeah, well, Dog and Dalek, yeah. yeah. This is actually a 
real pub sign this was. There's a pub down at Bolney, which is halfway between Crawley and uh, Brighton, called the Queen's Head. And for the actual pub sign, they had a head and shoulders painting of Freddie Mercury. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. This is a true story. That's that nice. Used to be in the A23, didn't it? That's right, the old A23, yeah. One of our friends used to have the cloven hoof pub sign from the demons. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's hanging up somewhere. Other ones, oh, the farting Slovene. Yeah, yeah. That, that would be mm-hmm. a good pub sign. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure about a drink. I'm not sure if I'd want to order myself a farting Slovene cocktail. No. It would uh, pop green. It, it would be green yeah. and probably full of gas. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Alco pop. Yeah. Someone mm. would obviously have to open up the canine and duck. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dalek and stairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, there you go. If you can think of any who-themed pub yeah, signs or drinks yeah. out there, please. please. Yeah, please send them in. Send them in. Show at staggering stories dot net. Hi, Frank Keith, El Presidente and drones of a certain class. Am I a drone? <laughs> I've been demoted to a drone. You're working your way up there. Oh, OK. I haven't watched the invasion, but I think it's a big bet that Earthshock is the best Cyberman story ever. <laughs> I was sad when Adric died. Wash your mouth out. So it's Matthew Waterhouse. Yes, with soap, instantly. <laughs> we had tears in our eyes. Yes. <laughs> well, tears, is... tears of laughter. This is from Owen. Owen ah. says, P.S. Hi, Win. P.S.S. Owen's coming round to Keith's house to cut down the tree. He fell from. Just to warn you. <laughs> Last week he fell out of a tree, apparently. Yes. Well, he broke his arm and we said oh. he fell out of the, uh, oh, the tree yes. that he watches us from. He's doing better than one of the guys in our Morris side who oh. fell out of a 20-foot oh. tree and oh, God, busted yeah. his arm, his coccyx, oh. his neck and done lots of other injuries Ooh. and was airlifted out of his garden. I am not telling you how old he is, but he was big enough and daft enough to not be climbing in a 20-foot tree, and I hope he gets better soon. Right, we have one here from Benjamin Elliott. Oh, excellent. Hello, Benjamin. The writer of the new Mr. Dalek, which we should mm, we should yes. plug later. Oh, yes, oh, yes. yes. It's Go good. to the website. Yep. New Mr. Dalek, a Star yep. Trek film review. Oh. Next chapter of uh, Dreaming the Spies of Immortality. No, no, no Dreaming the Spies of Immortality. Museum on the 11th Doctor's personality and lots of stuff. Yes. Go see it. Mm. He says, Greetings, Staggering Stories team, head of Pertwee. I know what you did. <laughs> <laughs> In case the news gets a bit garbled, your viewers and listeners might might want to know if you're in danger of spoiling them on Torchwood, Children of Earth. Obviously, Torchwood airs in the UK before you come out. Bit silly otherwise, <laughs> but it's airing just one day later in Australia, so those viewers, listeners will also have seen the episodes and be safe. Mm-hmm. Us in the USA and Canada get the episodes two weeks after the UK, so we'll probably be spoiled by your review. Darn. Hmm. The rest of the world not scheduled yet, so they get spoiled too. Yeah, I-, I think it will be probably four weeks' time, yeah. so you yeah. should be safe. Yeah. Your podcasts are good as always, but I came across something to disturbing listening to one at work work being a place that's not too exciting but pays enough bills to keep the lights on yeah. the details of my job are irrelevant but i find myself using my ipod as background noise at times to keep me going during some less exciting bits sometimes so I... <laughs> sometimes i play podcasts i've heard before so i can ignore or enjoy depending on our rapidly changing conditions and your pilot episode came on okay i'd already heard it and knew that there were just three hosts tony hostess emeritus andy hostess quietus and adam <laughs> Hostess Conquerous Earthers. <laughs> <laughs> you have to remember that one. The episode played like the first time I'd heard it. The pause at the end, the trailer for a staggering story, and then it went a bit different. Keith was in the trailer, unlike before. Fake Keith, unlike before. I'd figured 
weird, I just misheard it all last time around, as both Keith and Fake Keith turned up on the show earlier on. Hmm. But then I heard a voice that joined the cast crew new in 2009. Gene. Gene was in the trailer in 2007. <laughs> Some fools had gone back in time and inserted Gene into the show. <laughs> yeah. Have you I ever did, been inserted? I didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally, the mind begins to ponder the possibilities. Had I jumped into a nearly parallel universe where variances in podcasts and my socks disappearing are the only pieces of evidence. <laughs> like a primeval cliffhanger. <laughs> my hair can get out of control just like Nick, Nick Cutters. But very, very slowly. Mm. Yeah. Had I merely been paying too little attention the first time I heard the pilot and Gene's been here all along? Or are mysterious forces digitally rewriting your history without your knowledge? If you added, say, Dave A.C. Cooper, would Dave's rolling vowels and wine selections start appearing in earlier episodes at random as well? <laughs> Fascinating thoughts. Or heat exhaustion. Hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, have fun. Looking forward to episodes 49 and 50. The campaign for Mr. Dalek as Prime Minister starts now. I'd vote. Well, you'd have to. Yeah. <laughs> On pain of extermination. Yeah. I suspect his iPod shuffle was just having a mad day uh, that day. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, must be, it must be the uh, the new trailer we did. But yeah, I don't, uh, I don't understand. We're, we're, we're actually working our way backwards in time to refit the reality around ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Pertwee's body's growing back. Oh. <laughs> 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 We've had one here from the Stephen. Oh, yes. Yes. Now, bear with me. Hooray! Finally, the recognition I deserve. <laughs> Ow, I'm hurt. <laughs> hello, all of you, and a special hello to Adam because he answered my comment on Facebook. Oh. He gets a staggering story of the week award. Ha ha, the rest of you. Ha! I'm awfully jolly in this letter. <laughs> Guess what? You'll never get. I bet you can't. But I'm going to Belgium. Why? <laughs> You've got chocolate there. True, true. I've been to Belgium twice. Yeah. <laughs> first, first time was the Belgian Beer Festival. He's going to Belgium tonight with the school. Yeah, you're all jealous, I can tell. Actually, this is quite good because my family aren't doing anything this holiday and I'm going to have to socialise. Anyway, that's all. Oh, yeah, I got 50 subscribed on YouTube. It made me slightly happier for a few seconds. So, yeah, yours arrogantly, the Stephen Acker me. Well, actually him, because he's got me written down there, but you know what I mean. Mm. Thank have you, nice Steve. Yeah, have yeah, a nice yeah. bring back some chocolate. And don't drink too much beer. <laughs> <laughs> I have one here from Chris. Hello, Chris. Hello, Chris. Greetings, Staggering Stories team. Hope you are all well. I had a pertry there, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> we've, uh, we've asserted ourselves again. Yeah. Hopefully Jean's voice has cleared up since her comments on the last podcast. Nasty. <laughs> yes, I'm no longer from Liverpool or wherever it was. I yeah, or sound like John Major. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, commiserations to Crumbly for Primeval being axed. Mm, I'm getting over it. <laughs> Slowly, like us. <laughs> <laughs> I've just taken a whole week out of my normal life and listened to your whole back catalogue of podcasts. Good Thanks. God, why, man? <laughs> yes, it has come to this. As you can imagine, my brain has turned to soup. <laughs> I'm just conscious enough to write this to you. From what I have learned whilst listening my way through, this is the only way you will learn to love and dedicate yourself to El Presidente and his henchmen, the head of Pertwee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shouldn't that be hench head? Hench head. Yeah. 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 Probably should. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope that none of you will utter an activating phrase so I will carry out one of El Presidente's assignments Manchurian candidate style. <laughs> if I may have a couple of suggestions which might help you with ideas for the future. Firstly, back around podcast 45, the subject of Red Dwarf was mentioned. I find it incredible that a podcast like yours has not broached a subject in more detail as you have close to 50 podcasts 
Hmm, probably true. My suggestion is that, to alleviate the summer tedium, have a regular Red Dwarf segment each podcast. Possibly taking a series at a time, it'd be a good excuse to play that catchy theme tune again. <laughs> Secondly, for the intros, how about a War of the Worlds introduction to the podcast? I can work on that. <laughs> Just thought it'd be an ideal thing for you guys and gals. Hopefully I'll be able to get my thoughts on the Tortured Children of Earth episodes for you next time. Which we may hold over to the one after. Uh, <laughs> looking forward to it, as always. Chris, Chris, uh, thank you very Chris, much. Chris, thank you very much. Sorry, I mean, War of the Worlds introduction, and yep. then he says, Guys and gals, <laughs> you could just imagine. No one would have believed this in the last years of. <laughs> jingle, jingle, jury. <laughs> Get out. Not, just, just... not that kind of guys and gals. How about more theatrical guys and gals? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we have... Dear team, you've all done moderately well. Except for Jean, obviously, who was the best, even by not being there. Hi! <laughs> See, I'm just brilliant. <laughs> I have to agree with the general consensus about the invasion. It's a good story that stretched over far, far too many episodes. <laughs> The first four episodes could be condensed into one, which would give a much more busy and direct story. The Shrine to Jean, or Wind's Muse as I've come to know her, progresses well. Just one query, though. Is Jean a vegetarian? I need to know for the blood sacrifice. Are chicken wings okay? Or shall I sacrifice a Linda McCarthy burger? Nah, I'll have chicken, that'll be alright. I I think you're about as far away from a vegetarian as I could possibly imagine. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Bod, be with you. Win. Oh, Win, thank you for those kind words. Thank you, And now, for all you out there, and especially Win, subliminal messages. Thank you! And so, unfortunately, that brings us to the end of another Staggering Stories podcast. But in our next podcast, it's our 50th! So, plus more of the same frivolity and jollity, we'll have the reappearance of favourite sketches, favourite people, and other silliness. So, until then, be seeing you from me. Goodbye. Au revoir. Oh, yes. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 49, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fate Keith, Rabbit, Gene Riddler, and the real Keith Dunn. Views expressed here, those as a speaker, don't necessarily represent those other speakers on the site. No copyright infringement is intended. This podcast, El Presidente Russian, with www.staggeringstories.net. El Presidente might want to mention the fact that we've lost Fake Keith. Yeah. <laughs> In case yeah. people wonder what the, the, the Daleks exterminated her part way through the discussion. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> she answered me back, so I put her down the piranha pit. Mm. <laughs> What is that film we would dread? I don't know. Can't defame the dead, can you? <laughs> oh, no, no, yes. no. Yes. <laughs> Fellow citizens, the popular beat artist Michael Jackson is dead. This is entirely according to my plans. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
We are so dead. Oh, it's going to increase the people listening. Is that true, true? Too <laughs> true. <laughs> Can I eat this chili pot? <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat my pen just to shout. <laughs> people will look past his freakish appearance, his baby dangling antics. <laughs> Oh, so we're going to be crucified. Poor bugger. We're going to look like Michael Jackson with the mask and the eyeglass. What are we? No, no. His baby dangling antics. Is forever blowing <laughs> <laughs> Respect! <God>, respect! <laughs> Bubbles isn't dead, he can sue uh. you for slander. <laughs> <laughs> Between this and Von Elabbard's lot. <laughs> yeah. We got away with that. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Just. I will bring order to the world. Here endeth my address. I have you laid it together right? <laughs> it's going to be all over the place oh. I'll just read it again while we're <laughs> hello Leslie if you're out there please email us just let <laughs> us know you're alive and well and happy and okay have you turned into a normal human being got a life that's not an insult to all the no? other people we are the silly buggers sitting here doing this <laughs> We are the people your parents warned you about. <laughs> you're not really human. You're a magical edifice, a key or something. And just to fit you in, you've been weaved back into I've, the history. I've been accused of not being really human on several <laughs> occasions. <laughs> and, and as a magical edifice as well. Yeah. <laughs>